Um, so here we are. Uh, this is episode two. I have Kevin Logan with me uh, again, and uh, he and I are going to talk this week about uh, financials and some of the challenges um, associated with leaving a job uh, and becoming an entrepreneur. However, before we get into that, uh, Kevin, you and I talked uh, last week, and uh, the conversation steered toward, uh, you know, what success really looks like, uh, what our image of success is, and what uh, other, you know, images of success are in in the real world. Um, so what, what were your thoughts on that? Can you uh, elaborate a bit? Sure. And actually, you know, I was sitting here as, as we're doing this one, our second one. I'm thinking about the um, Kyle and Kevin show that's in the makings. I, I, this is it. This is it. This is really it. It's amazing what you can do off of small things if you just put one foot in front of the other and get started. And when we talked about success... I believe you had asked me how my day went, and I said, my day was just great. It was just fantastic. I, I couldn't have asked for a better day. And the reason for that was the spontaneousness of me being able to go to lunch with my wife and my daughters. As they were going to work, they said, hey, you want to go grab something to eat? I was working, but I was able to say, yeah, sure, let's, let's go. Give me a minute. You all go ahead. Tell me where you're going to go. I'll meet you there because I had to leave out anyway for an appointment. And I was able to adjust my schedule and just walk in and sit down, have a comfortable lunch with them, see them off to work, and then go on about what I was doing. And so by the time you and I met later on that day, it, it was just phenomenal in leaving them heading to somewhere else to continue on my day. That That was just what I wanted to do, what, my, what I wanted to be about. I still had priorities. I still had deadlines, things I had to meet. But I was in complete control. There was no one telling me, no, you can't go. You can't be this long. You have to be there. Did you get that done? I was in control of my own control. Got it all done. Okay, so it's like, you know, I think that's a very valid point because when we hear success, we think about what we see on television, uh, yeah. what, what our culture says is success, being on, on the cover of a magazine, whether it's Inc. 500 or Forbes, we start to associate those things with being successful. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the hip-hop industry. You know. Oh. In the hip hop industry, you know, you can, it's not easy, it's not hard, that is, to look like you are living at the top of the world, right? You have the, we see the videos, we see the photo shoots, we see jewelry, we see all kinds of exotic cars, women, you know, these guys appear to be living the just rock star lifestyle. And then you find out a year later that they're filing for bankruptcy. Or exactly. that, uh, you know, they really, uh, still living at home with their mama. Um, yeah. You know, so it's the image that's portrayed, it, particularly in, this, in the startup industry, uh, it, it's the same exact thing. 
the image that is portrayed is you know, success is having people talk about you and getting press. But you're talking about a whole different type of success. You're talking about having freedom to be able to spend time with your family uh, that you didn't have in your job where people may have said, well, hey, Kevin's very successful. He has a good job. He makes good money, et cetera, et cetera. But how many times were you able to have lunch with your family at that job? Exactly. A controlled lunch. A lunch where I didn't have to worry about getting back. I could change, line up, look at my schedule, and make it happen. Now, I did have lunches when I was in in the queue. I, I was able to say we can meet here. But when the phone rang, I had to answer because I had other individuals depending upon me to give them some answers to some questions that they were calling me about. So it was just a different type of, of peace that came with that day. Uh, you know, lately here within our region, we've had a lot of uh, snow and our weather's been um, different than what it's been in the past. So in dealing with that, I'm looking out, I'm seeing the the weather, and one thing I do, I'm I'm always listening to the news first thing in the morning and listening to all the things that are are, are going on. But I wasn't a part of that. I was a part of it in a a different way. I was a part of it in what I wanted to do, feeling good about what I was doing, not thinking that I was sneaking off, not doing what I was supposed to do. it, It was just a different type of peace and joy that was there with that day yeah that to me is uh, a much better definition of success and you know some of it may have to do with uh, your value system uh, your age you know uh, maybe if I was in my 20s being on the cover of a magazine maybe all that matters to me because uh, I don't have a wife and kid at that point <laughs> to spend time with. Exactly. You know, but uh, I think that, you know, every person has to define success for themselves and not let it be defined by some other entity, it's specifically any media entity. Well, something that I often say or have a conversation about is get to know yourself. When we're growing up, quite often, we truly don't know ourselves. Individuals tell us, I see this in you, and we go with it. Individuals give us suggestions, but really getting to know yourself. A lot of people don't have that opportunity until if they go away to, in the, if they join the military and go away, if they go away to college, or if they spend some summers away in high school doing some different things. They may get to know themselves then. But you, how can you really get to know yourself if you're already, always around individuals telling you about yourself and the dreams that they see in you and you never get a chance to take that information in and kind of sift it through and see, does it really fit me? True. Yeah, no. I, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And so in, in doing so, you get to know yourself. You kind of find out that, well... You know, I like, I used to eat Vienna sausages as a kid. It's what I like. But as I grew up and became a teenager, I don't like them anymore. And it's fine not to like them. It's fine to mature to different levels. That's what life is all about. 
that's the stages of life coming from infancy to the, the toddler stage to the, you know, through all the, the youth stages, all those different stages of life are levels of maturity. And so the things that when we're born, we're eating, we, when you're first born, you're drinking milk only. There are no solids foods and you mature to that level of being able to take in solid foods. And then it, it, it goes on. So the same thing for me, I believe, applies with the success in life. What is it that you like to do? Not what everyone else said that you're good at doing. What do you like to do? If you like to sit back, a lot of people know with me, I like when the sun rises, having a cup of coffee, reading, doing my meditating, just sitting and just listening to the day come in. There's nothing more invigorating for me. It energizes me. It helps me set the tone for my day. And then when other things kind of fluctuate, I'm just not all over the place. I'm like, okay, fine. Let me just embrace this and keep on going and get the things done that I can get done. Yeah, so you're talking about uh, likes versus uh, needs. Uh, things that you like to do versus the things that you have to do yeah. may be a better way to say it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, let, let's talk about uh, someone who wants to make that transition. One of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode was financials, because, you know, that's a key element in everybody's lives. It's probably one of the leading things that keeps an individual from leaving a steady job and going uh, off to do something on his or her own. And, you know, that's completely natural. I mean, you don't have money, then you won't eat. So uh, you definitely need to care for that. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about in the financials uh, conversation was, you know, I always heard that you should leave a job uh, only after you have done something else on the side that has uh, grown to the point where it is now providing you with a full-time income. And then at that point, you leave the steady job, the day job, and you go into this, uh, which was a side thing, now becomes your full-time um, job. Now, I really have never met anybody who's actually ever done it. But yet it seems to be something that people commonly say. I even used to believe that myself um, when I was working. So uh, working a day job. So I don't I don't know if it's a myth. You know, I know it does happen for some, but uh, it, it seems to be a myth to me because if you're given you're given part time work to a job or your side project then how are you going to get full-time results if you're only giving part-time effort? It just doesn't seem to play out. There's a reason why you're at your day job full-time. You know, um, it's because that is what is expected of you. Uh, that's what the company expects of you because they know that they to get the output from you they need, you need to be there full-time. So right. what are your thoughts on, um, on that? Financials are huge. It, it's something that people think about all the time. People are always thinking about money. And so my 
thoughts have always been when the back when our backs are against the wall, we become so resourceful as a people. And so when you're talking about finances, it's, it's definitely no exception. That's the one thing that everyone is always talking about. They want more of this and trying to get costs down on that. But when you're thrust into it and you're really not expecting it, then it, that's when all the antennas and, and, and satellite dishes and everything else just come up and start beaming and circling and blinking and beeping. Because it's, it's amazing of the things that you can do pl- when you plan for it and when you're not planning for it. You can be just success, just as successful on both levels. Now, I agree with you, putting in part-time time and expecting to get full results, at some time you do have to make the decision and say, well, what is it that I'm going to do? Am I going to keep on going this way? doing my, and let's go back to the 40-hour work week and doing the 20 hours on my particular passion or my dream. After so long, you're going to have to make a decision and say, okay, this is what I'll just continue to do at the full time and this will be, my dream will be part-time or I'm going to take the leap of faith. And I've known different individuals who've done it different ways. I do know uh, someone that's become very successful in taking a leap of faith. And they decided, I'm going to, uh, an opportunity came, and the company was downsizing. They took the opportunity, and they went and started living their dream. They relied on some of their uh, different savings that, uh, that they had accumulated, to get them through while they got things up and going, and now they have a very successful company out there. Also, I know individuals who've done their side thing for years until they reached the opportunity to age of retirement, and then they retired, and what they did on the side for 15, 20 years now became their primary focus. Also, individuals who going along, had a plan, and then all of a sudden thrust into complete unemployment, no job, and saying, okay, you know what? I've got to make it. I may not have a job. I may not have that place to go to, but I'm still living. So now I need to, you know, no holes barred. I need to, you know, peel back the skin here and find out what I can do. And a lot of times that's when an individual's true passion is revealed. Yeah, and of those three examples that you gave, the one that, and none of them were this uh, this this myth. I really maybe I shouldn't refer to it as a myth because uh, I'm, I'm sure it happens. I've just never met anyone that's actually done it. Uh, but none of those scenarios that you named were, you know, this skillfully calculated plan where I'm going to work four hours a week on my side project and then grow the revenues there up until the point where they are more than my salary or the same. And then I'll leave. They all had this sense of push. Yeah. Even the retirement scenario, which was Mm -hmm. the the second scenario that you gave, you know, that's still a sense of push. Now these people weren't necessarily forced out, but they were eligible for retirement. So they still, pushed themselves on out the door 
And then they picked up this side thing that they had been sort of playing with all along. That retirement in itself comes with a lot of security. Uh, so at least in the uh, telecommunications industry, as a as a shop employee, there's huge right. benefits to come along with that. So, it, but but when you hear the story, the, when you hear the stories being told, you know, uh, in the magazines and in the media, it's always uh, more of the pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do this thing on the side, let it grow, and then you know it will. Uh, get you to the point where you can just walk out the door. Not saying again that it doesn't happen. I've just never met anybody that's done it that way. And I think it's the scenarios that you gave. I've heard of each and every one of those. I know somebody who's done each and every one of them. I've done one of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's uh, more realistic to me because uh, that's what I've actually seen more times than not. Right. Yeah. And and there are different challenges that comes with different with each and every one. There are things that you can plan for and things that you don't plan for. And that's where we are with, with what we do is our experiences, putting them out there of the things that happen when people say, oh, you can do it, not a problem. And then all of a sudden, once it's done, you start getting hit with some these different things that you weren't expecting, and then individuals say, oh, yeah, well, that's going to happen. Oh, really? Well, you were going to tell me that exactly when. Now the fact that it's happened, I don't need you to tell me because I'm experiencing it firsthand. So everything is, is coming, you know, full throttle to me, and I've got to manage it, lead it, get it under control so that I'm not completely overwhelmed and, and knocked off focus from my destiny or where I want to go, or more importantly, when I don't know what I'm going to do, when I don't know where I'm going, that can, those things can really put you off center and leave you in a, in, in a place where, okay, I'm, I'm just upside down at the moment. And as we both know, you and I always discuss this thing about time. We've all got the same 24 every day. What are we doing with it? And someone getting off center isn't helping them at all. But if we can plant the thing so as they see and can possibly recognize it as they're coming over the horizon, it's like, okay, I remember somebody dropped a seed on me about this one. I know what I can probably do to prepare for this or what resources I can go to. Yeah, and that's a nice segue into another point, uh, which is, so if you're an individual You've gotten your mind right. You've decided, hey, I'm going to be a full-time small business owner. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to take the leap. But what do I need? You know, <laughs> what do I what do I need financially to make this happen? And the reason I think that's critical is because you know when you have a job and all of your thing, all of your needs are really cared for by the job. You basically become um, coddled like a child. Right. Yes. You know, yep. you, your health care needs are taken care of, um, you know, uh, dental vision, all of those uh, things that you won't have unless you go out and make, you know, life insurance, all of the things that you get in the job. Right. Tuition, assistance plans, all of those things that are in the benefits package. And none of those things are going to exist for you unless you create them or you find your way to those resources once you leave. 
So how would you recommend uh, someone, uh, you know, what, what are some of the things you would point out that uh, if someone asked you the question of what, what do I really need? Well, it's based on what you have. It, it's do I have a family or am I single? Like you said, you said the key word, the benefit package. And if anyone is thinking about it, look at the benefit package. Fortunately, you can, if you're married and your spouse has a package and you say, okay, you know what, I'm carrying it now. And say, for the sake of numbers, say 95% of it is taken care of. We only come out to pocket 5%. But if I'm getting ready to go do this venture and we switch over to you, well, then uh, is your benefit package at 70%. So then we're going to have to come out to pocket 30%. Those are some of the things you have to think about. And when you broke down that, the health care, you segmented into dental, into vision. It's a lot of things. If you've got children, it's a lot of things people don't really think about immediately. Life insurance, huge thing. And so are you going to create your own benefit package? Of course, there are companies out here and you can go buy all this stuff, but it costs. And it costs dearly. Or can you say, well, you know what? Let's do it like this. Um, let, let, let me look at it in one respect. Let me make sure my spouse is taken care of. Is your spouse someone who needs uh, medical attention once a month? I'm not saying it's anything major. Maybe they have a prescription that they, that they take once a month. All those things have to be considered. I'd, and something like that, and individuals have asked me, I don't rush it. It's about what, what responsibilities do they have now? Where are they now? Because until you start talking it out, you really don't realize, oh, dang, I forgot, you know, every six months this happens. Or once every 30 days, this gets replenished. Or once a year, I have to go back and have this particular checkup because of something that happened years ago. It's the little things that quite often aren't thought about. But there are opportunities out here. There, there are packages out here that an individual can take. And then you can start to look at, okay, what do I have that can pay for this for how long? That could be a push. That could be a benefit and a budgeted package that you can say, okay, I'm going to, I've got some money saved up. So for a year, I know all of this is covered. We're good to go. As we're rounding at six month point, that's a gauge to an individual to look at and say, okay, I got six months to go. Let me, I'm dead center in the middle. Let me look back on my six months and see what I've done. And if I'm doing pretty good, making the contacts and some, you know, positive things uh, are looking for the future, great. If not, I got to get on the ball because I've got six months to go. And then by that time, some huge decisions have to be made. And you don't have to wait till the end of the six months is, is up. I mean, you give yourself a mile, you know, a benchmark and a mile marker every 30 days to progress. And, and, and actually, that right there speaks to something much larger as far as what's my pricing? What are my financials going to be? How am I going to set things off? If I'm working from my heart, am I going to go under? Well, you dropped a couple of things in there. Uh, you know, one, your spouse, consider what your spouse is 
benefits will uh, care for that you used to care for. There may be benefits that your spouse has if you have a spouse that would cover you, in which case you really still are in a situation where you don't necessarily have to worry about your own health care. And health care obviously is a big, big topic. Uh, That's the one benefit that uh, I keep bringing up because it's extremely expensive once you are on your own. Um, the rates that you get when you work for a corporation are huge compared to what you're going to experience when you get out. Um, now there is, uh, you know, there's some, some Obama, you have Obamacare, you have the, the federal, uh, changes that were just put into, uh, uh, or just begin to implement themselves. Um, right. you know, but, uh, it, 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 we're not running a political recording here, but you no, know, we're not. <laughs> it's, it's there, whether you like it or not, you know, it's there. Um, and from what I've read and, and heard and seen from some, some people that I know, you can find uh, reasonable health care. Uh, but outside of Obamacare, there's always been places that sell you uh, street level Healthcare, uh, HMOs yes. do it, and when I say street level, I just mean it sell directly to the public. Uh, H- exactly. HMOs do it. Kaiser Kaiser did it. We looked into theirs uh, mm-hmm. early on when I first came out. So um, uh, of the workplace. So yeah, they they those items are out there, you know. But it, again, it also it also comes back to mindset again because you know be realistic with yourself. When I was in my 20s, I never went to the doctor other than for physicals. There you go. You know, but, you know, whenever I talked about uh, not having it, having health care, it was like the world was in it to the people that I was talking to. You know, and realistically, I would say, hey, I I only go for checkups. I'm in good health. Right. And unless you have some, you know, conditions that uh, uh, you have to deal with personally, Chances are you're not going to need a whole lot of health care. It doesn't mean you don't want any. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have any. It just means that taking into consideration how often you're using a lot of these resources while you're thinking about what you're going to need after you leave uh, your job, if that's what you're going to do. It may may not be as bad as you actually as you think it is. And savings, you also pointed out savings. Savings is... um, I really want to talk about that briefly. Savings, I think, you know, when you start saving money, your mindset's generally, I'm saving this until I'm eligible for retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the times have changed. And I also think that, that savings does not necessarily have to be for that purpose. Savings can be for whatever purpose you uh, feel that... Uh, they're necessary for you. Right. You could use savings to bridge that gap uh, and backfill any of those things that you're going to miss when you leave the corporate environment. And I look at it like this. If you were to work somewhere for 30 or 40 years in order to re- be eligible for their retirement, their pension, whatever payout they have for you, the gold watch, um, yeah, I think they still do those. I've never seen one. Um, <laughs> but... You know, if you're going to do 30 years for that, doesn't it make sense to, if you have put some money away, doesn't it make sense to take some of that money that you have and bet on you? 
um, instead of having, because the money sitting there, it's invested in some pension fund that's run by a company or it's invested in some um, mutual fund that's run by some stockbrokers and bankers that you probably never see or talk to. Exactly. Uh, but doesn't it, it and they, they will tell you that that's a little risk. Um, but how about investing some of that money in you? I'm not saying you, you go clean out your savings and live off of that and, and with no ideas and no plan. I'm saying if you have saved money, you know, as opposed to doing 30 years and waiting for retirement, how about taking some of the money you have saved and investing that in yourself to give you a chance, give yourself the, the opportunity to try to, to build something? Um, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you hit a lot of good things in there. Putting the accountability on yourself. But how do I do that? To whom am I around? You know, I've always said I, I've been extremely fortunate with having certain people around me. And so the next person coming along, do they have a Kyle Brown to talk to, to meet with regularly, to help them keep things in line? To help them realign, we all can get off center. But the, but the thing is, how quickly can we get back on on center so we can be our best at what we're seeking to do? You, you want, want to throw a resource out there for the people? Uh, a resource? Well, you know, I would say your brokerage firm or your HR department should have some valuable information for you in terms of, you know, what your savings look like, how long those savings will last. If you don't look at those kinds of things on a regular basis, I'd say start with your HR department. Um, if you have access to your, uh, wherever your retirement funds are, if there's something you can reach online, then, you know, start there and uh, look at what you have uh, and then start to figure out what you really need to survive go to oh the internet's full of resources uh for the de for determining your uh, for finding uh, alternatives to or open market health care right um y y what about you do you have any uh one of the things that i did at a young age was i walked into one of those brokerage firms and i had a little money and so i asked them what do you all do how does this work? What is it about? And I ended up opening up an account. And years later, that's what enabled me to do some of the things that I was able to do. It brought sustainability to me. So educating yourself on something like that is, is I think, is just key. It can come back and, and help keep you afloat. And again, it was money that I didn't miss. Uh, not that I had an exuberant amount of cash, you understand, but it was little money that I put in. I started budgeting in, and I didn't look at it. Uh, sometimes the market was up, down, and what have you. But when I went to look at it, I was like, okay, well, you know, I've made some money here. This can do some things for me and help keep me afloat as I'm going through this, this uh, transition. So I, I believe uh, with, with that suggestion of using your intercompany intranet and the resources that are there, uh, utilize them. See what's out there. You never know what 
they, they can come and do. And your affiliation with your company can also give you some insight that you wouldn't have as an individual. I hope you enjoyed that episode. In the next episode, Kevin and I will spend some time talking about different things that we've tried, different things that uh, we've heard about that you can do to uh, get you started on the path. Uh, until next time. 